Hey guys, good to see everybody. Uh, very proud to bring Joe Barrow, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Grant Delpa. Three great young men, great examples of LSU football players, student athletes. We're looking forward to this year. I know you guys have a lot of questions. I'm not going to go everything, but we have a good football team coming back, and I can't wait to camp. Questions, Coach, right here on your left, third row. Spur 90.7 WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Coach, the Tigers finished in second place in the SEC West last year, right behind Alabama. What did the Tigers have to do in 2019 in order to make the SEC championship to represent yeah. the West? You know, first thing that we have to do is block out the noise. Uh, last year we came here with a lot of negativity about the program. Now there's a lot of positive things going on in the program. Uh, when we get to camp, we got to forget all that. we got to get back to the fundamentals. Uh, in order for us to have a championship football team, we have to score more points on offense, do a better job of run defense, um, and create more turnovers. Obviously, you got to beat Alabama. I mean, it's... That's, that's, that's the benchmark at LSU. Uh, we're going to have a tough road trip against them in Tuscaloosa. We've got a lot of games ahead of us and a, and a very, very tough schedule. We've got to take it one game at a time and improve during the season. Coach, to your right, third row. Hey, Coach. How are you? Hi. I have a couple questions for you. One being this. Last year, you talk about the noise. There, right. were, just, there were detractors last year. There were people um, that – thought that you would be fired, thought that your team was not going to do the, as good as they did. Yeah. You proved them all wrong. I'm very curious what that does for you inside as a coach, mm -hmm. as a man, and what that does for your team and what uh, kind of momentum that creates yeah. going into the season. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Uh, without saying it, uh, it was an internal motivation. There's no question about that. And anybody that knows myself or know our team, we're made of grit. And... Uh, we're, uh, we're up to challenges, and, but you know what? Uh, you got to give credit to our coaching staff. You got to give credit to our football team and our administration. Everybody pulled together. We talk about being one team, one heartbeat together like that. And we showed that last year, and you know, we had a lot of players that people didn't know about. Mm -hmm. We had Cole Traces, a kicker that came through. Joe Burrows, a lot of you know. We had Nick Brosette had a thousand yards rushing. So, I got a lot of guys contributed to that success. But thank you for noticing that. Coach, second question is this. I've asked uh, your quarterback about this. The commissioner talked about it in his opening statements about mental health. I've spoken mm -hmm. to your team mm -hmm. a couple of times and mm -hmm. appreciate that commitment. Yeah. But what is the role of a coach, yeah. of a leader, in going from, hey, we don't talk about this, toughen it up, don't talk yeah. about it, suck it up, to really be having an open yeah. program to talk about mental health so yeah. that these guys are healthier? Well, I think it's important for, for myself, and you've been around our program, I told our team, I'm going to treat them like my sons. And look, if, if my sons, if there's something wrong with them, I'm going to get them help. And they know we're going to get the best help at LSU. We provide the best help. You came. We have a lot of counselors available for our kids. But you know what? They have to open up and communicate. Hey, Coach, I need some help in this area, and I'm open to it. And they know that. I think you know that. Coach, to your left over here. Hey, Coach. Uh, Bruce Marshall, Sports Byline USA. A quick a schedule question for you early schedule in particular, and I know a lot of buzz about the Texas game, September 7th. I want to ask you about Georgia Southern. That's right. They run that option, yeah. and they're very good. And I wanted to ask you, are you better off playing them first to have a little bit more time mm. preparing for that unique attack, or would you rather have them go no. after Texas? I would not like to play them in the middle of the season. You bring up a good point. 
Our coaches have been studied very hard at Georgia Southern. We have a lot of respect for them. We learned our lesson against Troy. Uh, losing to them was not very good at LSU. And, uh, and so we will be very, very well prepared against Georgia Southern. Obviously, the natural thing is to look towards Texas, and uh, that's when you're going to get beat. So I think our team knows that. You know, with the focus right now is going into camp. I love football camp. It's a time for us to focus on ourselves and get better. Uh, we have a one-day-at-a-time uh, attitude in our football team. We have a one-game-at-a-time attitude in our football team. So hopefully that prevails this year. Coach, to your left again. Uh, good afternoon, Coach. A.P. Stedham, WHEP, AM and FM, Foley, Alabama. Coach, why did you hire John Robinson, and what can he bring to your yeah. program? You know, uh, I was speaking when I was interim coach. I'd been at USC for 11 years. I had a good relationship with Coach Robinson. Uh, when I was interim coach, I would go to the Booster Club meeting on Monday, and they'd bring us back on a golf court, and Coach Robinson would ride with me, and we became friends. And I asked him after the second time, I said, Coach, come on up to the office. Let's talk a little football. So we went out to patio on a sunny deck out there, 82 degrees, sunny, you know, typical California day out there. And Coach Robinson and I would talk football. Then about the third time, he says, Coach, I want to tell you something. What? He says, you know, I've been around USC a long time. No football coach has ever asked me my opinion on football. I said, well, Coach Robinson, Robinson, I value your opinion. Uh, Him and Miss Beverly became friends of mine, his wife. Now, his wife is the biggest LSU fan that you've ever seen. She's from New Orleans. Uh, They decided to move to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I asked Coach Robinson if he would come and be a consultant for me. So that's how it happens. To your right, Coach. Hey, Coach. Michael Brandt from Saturday Down South. Going back even your time at Ole Miss, time at USC, and now at LSU, You've coached a lot of good defensive players. Yeah. How high on that list do you rank uh, Grant Delpit? Grant is, I, I believe Grant is the best defensive player coming back in college football this year. Ain't no question about it. Uh, uh, he can do everything. Uh, we we needed him in the post against Ole Miss. He got the interception for us. We needed him to get pressure against Ole Miss. We sent him. He got sacks. Uh, he, is, he is tall. He's smart. He's a great young man. Uh, I do believe that he's one of the best defensive players I've ever been around. To your left, Coach. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. Uh, Jacques Dussay, WAP. How's your summer going? Good, Jacques. Good to see you, man. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> Happy birthday. A week late. Yeah, thank you. Um, every recruit's important. It's a team game. But can you speak to, it appears Joe Burrow might be the biggest acquisition you've been able to make uh, and his importance, you know, the quarterback position, all those things. He came right at the right time. I think he changed our program around. Uh, he gave us some stability in the quarterback position. He gave us a leader there. He gave us a coach on the football field. I think we've only just seen the beginning of Joe Burrow. Last year, we could not run him like we wanted to. As you guys know, Miles was hurt. Uh, we're going to the spread offense. He's going to have more ability to check Plays at the line of scrimmage, we're about to see what Joe Burrow's really made of. I think he's going to have a great year. Coach Steer, right? Is there a player you would compare him to, A, and then B, are you ever caught off guard by the plays he makes? Or are you yeah. just used to his superhuman no. abilities? Let me tell you something. That play he made against Georgia on the field goal, he was, he was going to block the field goal. He felt the tight end release. He came out of his rush covered the tight end, saw that 
Devin White was covering it and then went tackle the kicker and caused the fumble. That's one of the best plays. He has the highest awareness level that I've ever been around a football player. He reminds me a lot of Troy Palomo. Troy could do that stuff. Troy could rush. Troy could cover. Uh, Grant Stallen has a little bit more range than Troy, but he's, he's a lot like Troy. Coach, to your left, third row. Coach, you've been in some big-time environments. You coached at Ole Miss. You've been at USC. Just talk about the difference, you know, being at LSU, Death Valley, Saturday yeah. night, what that means to you. Yeah, to me it's the epitome of college football because I'm from Louisiana. I mean, that's what I always wanted to be and to be born in South Louisiana to represent the great state of Louisiana is a privilege and an honor. But I also understand the expectations of LSU to win championships. And, you know, you know when, when you line up and play the, the schedule that we play, and uh, you play the teams that we play in the SEC. And then the LSU-Alabama game. I mean, I don't know if you could act for a better atmosphere. It's a heavyweight fight. Every time it is, the atmosphere is unbelievable. So to be in those type of games is what you want as a football coach. You invite that type of competition. Over here to your hey, right. Ed, uh, two questions, if I may. Do you, would you like to de-emphasize the Alabama game and not have it be the end-all that a lot of fans have made it be on your schedule? Uh, not at all. I think that uh, it's a great tradition. Uh, it's the benchmark. Obviously, Texas a and is going to be a big game for us. We know that. Uh, Auburn's going to be a big game. Florida's going to be a big game. But you know what? Everybody has their rival team. And look, I don't talk about Alabama every day. I mean, I'm going to talk about Alabama during Alabama week. And then I think that you've seen our team. It's not the end all. I will, I will say that. Because you've seen our team bounce back after Alabama losses. We've gone on and beat Arkansas every year. And we finished very strong. So we're taking one game at a time. But obviously, it's an elite football team. It's an elite rivalry. I love the emphasis. To your left, Coach. Hey, Coach, i got to ask you this. I'm a Redskins fan. And Darius Guy is yep. really sad. Last year, hurting himself in that first yeah. game. Have you talked to him? Is he ready to go? He's ready to go. He's a firecracker. Y'all got y'all a good player, man, a good young man. I think he's going to have a great career for you. Coach Matt Trent, WBRZ in Baton Rouge. You kind of touched on it a little bit before, but you said earlier that this is the best secondary that you've been around, and you've yeah. been around some really big names, defensive yeah. backs, safeties. Why collectively is this one the best? I think because of, of the four guys that are playing. I think that I've been – Around some singular guys that, you know, may have been as good or better, but I think collectively you look at Grant Delfort, you look at Christian Fulton, who's the top-rated cornerback coming back in the league. You look at Derek Stingley, who was the number one player in the country. Derek could have started. He came practice us for a week. He could have started for us the bowl. He's that good. And then you look at Jacoby Stevens, who's a five-star out of Tennessee, a tremendous football player. You look at Todd Harris, you look at Marcel Brooks, Backing those guys up, you got Cordell Flott, you got Jay Ward, you got Kelvin Joseph. I mean, we just have a lot of depth at that position, and those guys know how to play. And they're well coached by Bill Bush and Corey Raymond. I think that uh, those guys are going to be a force for us this year. Again, over here on your right, Coach. Coach, you briefly mentioned that Texas A&M game. What did that game, <laughs> the way it ended last year, and how crazy it was due to add fuel to that rivalry? Well, I think it added a bunch. I think that uh, – you know, uh, obviously, I'm not going to talk about the things that happened. We all know what happened. But, you know, both teams fought. I mean, for seven years, I give them credit. They fought. Give our team credit. We fought. Uh, I think that it adds to the rivalry. Uh, it's a team that is going to be at the end of the game. At the end of the year, it should mean a lot. They're coming to Baton Rouge. Let's see what happens. Steve Schneider. 
Hey, Coach. Steve Schneider, WAFB Baton Rouge. You touched on it. Uh, Joe was the right guy at the right time. He just seemed so comfortable in his role with your team. And you knew a lot of what you were getting, but is there something that maybe surprised you, a, a positive thing that you didn't see coming, yeah. and, and he got here and you've yeah. seen it? You know, I knew he was tough. You know, and uh, Some guys talk about tough, and they're not that darn tough. But he don't say a darn thing. And he's tough as a linebacker. You know, he reminds me a lot of Bobby Aber. Uh, Bobby was a teammate of mine. Uh, Bobby had all those intangibles, uh, was tough, could take a hit. Uh, Joe's like that. And Joe's that type of player. Joe, when he speaks, everybody listens because of the way he works. And I told somebody a little bit earlier, uh, we had a recruiting weekend. Now, we couldn't go, but the acts of the recruits could go see our players practice on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I said, sure, they can go, but we don't have a practice. I said, oh, yeah. Joe got the whole team to volunteer to practice on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Now, I've never been a part of that. So his leadership skills are unbelievable. Coach in the middle. Coach, did you decide to change the offense after the Alabama game, or you had made that decision earlier? You know, uh, that has something to do with it, obviously. But that decision had been weighing on my mind. I wanted to go to it. I wanted to get to it. It was a process. The roster wouldn't let us get to it. My staff wouldn't let me get to it. I didn't have the staff equipped well enough to get to the spread. Uh, when we we brought in the Saints last summer and Joe got up and made his presentation, I wasn't in there for the whole presentation. And uh, he, he presented the RPOs to the defense and I asked the coaching staff to say the guy was tremendous. Uh, Greg McMahon is a good friend of mine, and uh, Pete Carmichael, Sean Payton, those guys raved about Joe Brady. And uh, th that's when I knew I wanted to hire him. But we wanted to go to the spread. I eventually wanted to get to it. But you know what, Ed? We still want to run the football. We've got to be 50-50. We've got to be strong. We've got to have a power game. But we will run the spread, and uh, Joe Brady is a big reason why we're in it. To your left, third row. AJ Spur, 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa. Coach, you touched on this great secondary that you're going to have this season. The SEC is also full of amazing quarterbacks. Yeah. Can you speak on some of the quarterbacks, maybe even in the SEC West, that you'll be facing more often? You know, Tua's, uh, Tua's release is unbelievable. The RPOs that we run, obviously, with the athletes around him, uh, fits what he can do. He can scramble. He's tough. He was playing on two hurt knees, or one hurt knee, whatever. Uh, his awareness level is very high, so he's a very good quarterback. But we face good quarterbacks, and Texas's quarterback is a phenomenal quarterback. I mean, he's hard to tackle. So we're going to face great quarterbacks every week. But that's part about being in the SEC. You're going to face the best. Time for two questions. First is right here. Yeah, so how has Joe Burrow adapted to this new offensive scheme that you'll yeah. be running this next year? And how do you think it's going to work better than the system that you were running last year? Well, uh, this is a system that Joe's used to, and uh, so he fits into it. You know, the quarterback runs, the checks in the line of scrimmage. Uh, this is the stuff that he ran in Ohio State. He was very uh, very quick to, to learn it. I loved it. Uh, I think he's going to do well. Uh, what was your second question? How do you expect for this offense to – work better than the offense you've been running yeah. in the past? You know, we need to use the talent that we have on our offense. We need to give the players the football that can make plays in space and let them go. 
And I think the more that you spread the field, the more that you get one-on-ones with our wide receivers, the shorter throws that we can make. We had protection problems last year. I think the shorter throws we can make, the quicker throws we can make, give it to our players in space and let them make plays and give the ball to our running backs. I think we're going to have some great running backs that can be able to run the football and also have some quarterback runs. The one thing I like about Steve Ensminger's offense is the deep ball. Steve always wants to take shots. We need to carry eight shots into every – want to throw eight shots a game. I think that's always going to be a presence at LSU. Right here in the front. Hey, hey Coach, talk about uh, Caleb on Chase on. Yeah. What can he mean to your defense? I know it was a huge loss last year to Miami. And the second question, I know player development and the way you've put together your organization is very important. What has Connor Neighbors meant to your program? Well, let me start with Connor Neighbors. He's a champ, man. You know, the first time he comes out there, I said, who is this guy? He's running people down every down. I mean, running the running back down every down. I wanted, I wanted to put him in a uniform. I mean, this guy had tremendous energy. But you know what? Along with Tommy Moffat, along with our strength staff, you know, he's LSU, man. He's purple and gold. So he's teaching those guys not only ways, but teaching them how to be a tiger, teaching them how to be tough. And then Kilimon Chesson, obviously, is our best pass rusher. You know, when we run the 3-4, we always want to bring him. He's the bench linebacker. We want to put him in specific specific positions so he can rush. And on our third down, he's on our green team. He's going to be our right end. He's our featured rusher. And, you know, every team has a featured rusher. He's our guy. Last question, Coach, right here. Hey, Coach. Uh, talking to Lloyd Cushenberry today, he said, we gave up too many sacks. We gave up too many tackles for loss. Can mm. you talk about improving your protection this year? And is there any – Update on Ed Ingram returning to the team. You know, uh, there's no update on Ed, Ed Ingram. Obviously, uh, this thing has been prolonged, and uh, it's out of our control. Obviously, uh, he has to go through the process, and once he goes through a process, if he's cleared, he'll be back on the football team. So I don't know when that's going to be. I'm not too optimistic. I was optimistic, but it seemed like it's getting pushed back and pushed back. So we have to go into left guard position being Chason Hines or Cordell Thomas right now. I think uh, that's going to be the, the focus.